So hello everyone, this is Aideen Hickey here from Resonate Leadership and this is our second public podcast and today I'm here with Jerry Prizman once again. Welcome Jerry. Thanks Aideen, good to be uh, back on air with you, I hope all well. Yeah, super. So Jerry, since we spoke last, the last pod- podcast that we had, the context has changed somewhat. Yeah, it certainly has Aideen. Um, it, we're, we're obviously back into uh, another stretch on lockdown and uh, you know, things have moved on, perhaps not in the most positive of fashions in terms of what, what we would have been hoping for when we last spoke. Absolutely true. And, and I guess that leads into our topic today, and uh, which is dancing with complexity. Um, and just to give a bit of context on where that title came from, firstly, uh, there's a colleague of ours called Aidan Enright down in Cork, and he wrote a very short but very succinct blog recently about being in a tunnel, in the middle of the tunnel, but actually not being able to see the end of it. Um, and so there's no light. And he suggested that there were two things we needed to do. And one was to keep moving forward, which is something we talked about actually on the last podcast, not pressing pause on everything in our lives. And the second was about illuminating the tunnel. Um, and that led us to a conversation around what we would call this podcast and what this the theme of the next six blogs would be. And that was around dancing with complexity, Jerry. And you put it really well in the kind of intro blog that we had. And you said about, you talked about taking control by focusing on what's possible as opposed to fixating on the forbidden. Yeah, and I think a couple of things, Aidan, you sent me on Aidan's blog, blog, rather, which was really good. And I love that idea of illuminating the tunnel as well. So we can, you know, get a little bit of light in and let's try and see our way out to the other side. Uh, and the dancing with complexity is another lovely expression. Uh, it, firstly, because it, it sort of feels like there's movement involved. We're not sitting semi-paralyzed. We're, we're getting on with it. We're trying to dance around it. Uh, we're trying to do what we can. And as we said, not fixating on what we can't do. And I, I think there's a real positive element to that approach. So the purpose today really is um, to talk you through the different themes of the blogs that are coming up over the next number of weeks. Some of them, by the time you hear this, some of them will have been published, some of them won't have been. But the idea is for us to talk yourself and my Jerry, myself, Jerry, uh, through these various um, blogs. And there's kind of six topics, really, and we'll take every second one as we go through them and just give the listeners a little bit of a taste of, of what's to come. And the first one, Jerry, is wellness and outdoor spaces. Yeah, and, and Aideen, the other thing that we said we do is we, we, we might invite in some sort of guest blogger, so to speak, uh, yeah. in, in, term, in terms of producing some output for us here. So I actually spoke to a pal of mine, uh, Jared O'Rourke, uh, about this whole idea of wellness and outdoor space. And uh, I'm delighted to say he's going to put something together for us over the next week or so. But uh, Jared was a great choice from my point of view because he's a... Uh, He's very much into his outdoor space, uh, and he's a he's a guy who, if you happen to bump into him uh, around the village here in Clontarf, as I might on occasion, uh, a cup of coffee with him would leave you uplifted rather than any other way. So uh, he's a real believer, and I think the idea behind this particular uh, blog is that connection between uh, wellness and and activity, and and obviously in today's environment, especially activity in the outdoor, if we can. So. Again, back to the team from a couple of minutes ago, rather than getting hung up on the fact that we are limited in terms of how far we can travel or go, uh, let's use the available space uh, and and that uh, capacity to get out to 5K from home uh, to get out and explore the outdoor. I mean, uh, on the doorstep for for all of us, I'm sure, 
there are things that we take for granted because we were driving by them every day or running or walking by them every day without really noticing. Uh, and I think this is an opportunity, uh, given the circumstances, to maybe uh, get out and about, but spend a little bit more time looking at what's around us. And there's no doubt, I think, Aideen, that just that idea of being out in the fresh air, uh, by the way, even if it's raining, um, as the I think it's the Norwegians say, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. So, you know, get a good rain jacket on and get out and about. Uh, and I think it does help uh, the mental health. It, it, it keeps us fresh. It, it, it drives a little bit of uh, adrenaline for us, whether you're running, walking, cycling, swimming, whatever it might be. Uh, I think this is just about encouraging you to get out and check the space on your doorstep and perhaps see it with fresh eyes. It's funny, Jerry, as you speak there, that's something that uh, has happened as a byproduct for me in recent weeks. You know, we got a puppy back in August and as much as I'm fit to kill him, sometimes I'm, I'm outdoors with him multiple times a day and on our doorstep, you know, there's a, there's a green area that I never, I walked by it on a path, but I never walked on it. And I'm seeing different things and it's, uh, you know, the puppy may well become the subject of another blog, but we'll leave that <laughs> for another day. Uh, it may yeah. even be thrown into one of the other, we may alter things around, but uh, there's lots of food for thought on that one. But just in terms of the outdoor spaces, I completely hear what you're saying. And there are things sometimes yeah. on your doorstep you don't even realize. You, you just don't notice. And by the way, it's interesting you mentioned the puppy. I'm at the other end. My my 11-year-old dog now has to be encouraged to go for a walk. So I'm trying to get her back into the, the open space and the appreciation the same as she's getting a little bit older. That's funny. That's funny. So the, the second topic then to talk about, Jerry, is, you know, leadership of the arts. And even as I'm saying it, I'm even questioning the title. So this, there's going to be some variation as we move ahead with these, because again, we've got a guest blogger for this particular one. And I'm going to let the guest blogger choose how she wants to word this. We had a great chat last Friday. So the, the person in question, her name is Anique Zink, and Anique is uh, French, living in Switzerland. And I met Anique uh, back in 20... 12, I think it was, um, in Harvard when I did the program on adaptive leadership in Harvard. And she was in the class with me. And Anique has a background in consulting. I think it was PwC she was with, but she's incredibly creative and she's a consultant in her own right now. She, um, when I met her first, she was very much a, a clown in her spare time, a Marcel Marceau type of artist. Um, and she ran a leadership program through theatre in Switzerland a number of years ago, which I went over and attended. Um, she also does a lot of sailing and skiing. And one of her, the things that she's most recently got into is making um, clothes and bags with uh, discarded sails from boats. So she's an incredibly creative individual. And I just had this conversation with her last Friday about the context we've spoken of and maybe creative things we could pursue um, at the moment in the situation, as we're in the tunnel, what can we do to illuminate it through the creative arts? So that's one, it's, it she'll be back to me in a few weeks with that one. So that would be on the latter end, probably, of the, the blog series. Great, Aideen. And she sounds like an inspired choice. I, I, I haven't come across somebody before who, who worked as a professional clown. Uh, and of course, getting a, a non-Irish voice into the mix, I, I think, will, will add a, another dimension to our, our blog series. So that's a good one to hear. Thank you. I think, I, you know, she's probably the, the clowning was probably more of a hobby than a, than, a, than a profession for her, but she definitely did it very well. And uh, you know, I've seen her in action. So yeah. it would be great, great to see what she comes through with. Um, so the next topic then, Jerry, one which I know is close to your heart, is the one on gratitude. And at this stage, I've had the pleasure of reading what you've written already for this one. 
Yeah, so I, I just pulled this blog together earlier in the week, AD, and I, I think I mentioned, the, I actually do mention in the blog, and, and you and I mentioned it when we were chatting, the, the background to it. Um, my, my daughter, Erica, my youngest, has just started a, a full-time job as a Montessori teacher. Uh, and while it's very exciting, uh, she's making her way in and out of town on a daily basis. Uh, there's also a little bit of anxiety attaching to, uh, you know, the, the responsibility she's having to take on. Uh, and indeed, just being still out and about in, in a in a potential COVID environment, uh, having to to commute in and into work and, and everything else that goes with that. But she actually put a, a note into our family blog uh, a couple of weeks back and said, "I was actually at the time that the 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 current lockdown was announced, and we were all feeling a little bit cheesed off." Uh, she said, "Why don't we uh, over the next six weeks of lockdown uh, take the opportunity at least once a week to?" have a think about the things we're grateful for. Um, and I, I mentioned in the blog, it sort of took me in a direction that I mightn't have gone otherwise. I, I have to admit to uh, having a tendency to get a bit uh, perhaps cheesed off if things go, don't go entirely the way I expected them to go in terms of any of my best laid plans. Uh, and, and as a result, uh, a, a capacity to moan about things. So uh, I had to sit down, give it a bit of thought. And I think what comes true, Aideen, is again, the amount of things we, we have to be grateful for. And of course, starting with the fact that everybody in the family is, is safe and well right now. But it goes on from there to simple things like, you know, the, we have warm beds to, 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 to get into in the evening. Uh, we, we have food in the fridge. And these are things that are, are relatively uh, simple in the context of our everyday lives and, and the way we take them for granted. So I think the idea was just to step back a little bit and uh, hear ourselves either say or think uh, out loud that we are grateful for all of these things. And it does put your head in a different space. And I think it it knocks out of it some of the things that we're a bit more inclined to be uh, 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 perhaps spending time on uh, that are not helping us and, and trying to get that focus into areas that are more positive. And out of curiosity, Jerry, do you guys WhatsApp that? You mentioned the family WhatsApp group. Do you WhatsApp that to each other every week? Yeah, we, we when she sent it, it went into the wider WhatsApp group. So my, my sisters are in there uh, oh, and wow. their, their partners and kids. So, uh, yeah, it, it went into that and, and everybody's come back. And, and I think we're due to go again uh, in the next day or two with the output for this week. So, yes, is the answer to that question. The... the um... When, when you, we started talking about this first, I then started to dabble in it myself, Jerry. And um, I think I mentioned to you that myself and my youngest daughter do it. And this puppy, by the way, is going to become a theme. I have a feeling, but I was had a pretty tough day with him the other day. I can't recall what he did, but I mean, there's numerous examples like him eating a plastic bag yesterday, like things go on um, every day. But I was in the garden with herself and himself the other day and I was as you described kind of moaning a bit about the situation and she said now we have to look at what we can be grateful for we can be grateful for what we learned about him today and about her, how we behaved with him I thought oh geez my 13 year old now um but definitely it shifted my thinking so we now have started this practice of three things to be grateful for every evening as well myself and herself and it's uh, yeah it's very constructive yeah, and it's great to see the 13-year-old taking a lead on it, 18. Uh, it does strike me that you mentioned the 13-year-old. I did say to you when you were taking on the puppy, uh, your youngest, I think, is 13. Yeah, getting the puppy is going is going to be going like uh, back to having a baby, and, and so it's duly turned out to be, I think. 
It sure has. It sure has. Um, the next topic then, Jerry, is experimentation and experimentation in the world of adaptive leadership, which I guess is kind of the philosophy of leadership we follow in, in Resonate Leadership. Um, experimentation is core to that. And experimentation is not about taking these high gamble experiments which uh, succeed or fail. It, rather, it's about what we learn from the experiments that we conduct. Um, and the experiments could be on an individual basis, something new we're going to try um, in a work context. It could be how we're going to try and lead differently in this context, being in that tunnel, it could be trying something different um, and what we learn from it. Um, experimentation can be on a grander scale. So if you're trying to lead an initiative, it could be around how you're trying to engage other people and how you're going to change your methods to do that. Um, I think in terms of this blog, we're going to hold that concept of experimentation with a very light touch. And it's going to be more about the, the positive things and the positive experiments we can conduct uh, while we're in this, this tunnel, uh, using Adon's metaphor again. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a good point, Aideen. There, there is an opportunity for us while we're, uh, we're somewhat stalled, perhaps, in, in, in terms of the way we would normally want to go about things, uh, to maybe try a few things. And as you say, I liked your expression there. Uh, we can hold it with a light touch. It doesn't have to be heavy duty. It doesn't have to be deep dives or use any other uh, analogies that we might want to use. It, it can be a light touch approach and maybe an opportunity just to, to try something a little bit different at some point over the next little while. Perfect. And the next concept then, or the next uh, theme, Jerry, was team. T-E-A-M, yeah. Yes. And, and the experimentation piece, Aideen, I think actually potentially sits in here as well. And, you know, when we were talking about it, I think what we had in mind and, and what I had in mind here was uh, we're, we're seven, eight months in, um, teams and, and team leaders uh, and, and members within teams have been trying to find new ways, obviously, to, to work together and uh, to achieve their, 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 their objectives as a team in terms of whatever it is they're trying to do. And clearly that has to uh, be quite difficult in the, in the current environment. Um, and I think where we were coming from was uh, saying, look, again, is there something over the next few weeks that you might try and do differently within the team? Um, is there something that we, as a collective, uh, that we might want to uh, sign up to as a group in terms of wanting to try something that we wouldn't necessarily do. Uh, and that's where the experimentation piece comes in. And of course, that can also be staying with the light touch. It can be a bit of fun. Uh, maybe we're just going to commit to trying to do something different as a group. Uh, you know, for, and that can range from, you know, maybe we're going to learn how to make brown bread. I, I mean, take a, a slightly ridiculous example. <laughs> As a team, is that something we might try and do together? I, I also, I was speaking with somebody recently uh, who's running a, a, a team of around 11 or 12 people uh, and, and just a little bit of interesting feedback. Um, they had sort of felt that they didn't want to be uh, calling the team onto Zoom too regularly. Uh, they didn't want to be uh, overly demanding in the context of, of time on screen together. Uh, but uh, this individual got a bit of feedback from the team saying, you know what, we need to see more of you. Um, we're used to being around the office with you. We're used to you dropping in and having a chat with us, both as a collective and indeed one-on-one. -on -one. And as a result, in fact, she's, she's sort of committing now over the next little while to spend a little bit more time actually trying to engage and being visible and, and to allowing for that particular one-to-one -one space that people felt they were missing most uh, as part of the old office setup. I just thought it was an interesting 
uh, piece of feedback she got from her team. Yeah, especially given there was a bit of reluctance there for her to bring them onto Zoom too often. Correct, yeah. Yeah, she thought she uh, was doing the right thing and yet the feedback from the guys was, you know what, we, we, we'd like to see a little bit more of you. We want to be able to engage with you. We want to see how you're doing as well. Mm. The interesting thing I think here, Jerry, and, and this is where there's another overlap with experimentation is that there are some companies, and there's one in particular that comes to mind, a catering company whose business has evaporated because they're used to catering for big events. And they've now um, tried to innovate and are um, selling kind of hampers, uh, gourmet hampers or hampers with healthy breakfasts or healthy juices and things like that that can be sent out to employees to have, you know, a breakfast together or something like that. And it's nice to see that experimentation um, and, and that overlap, obviously, with the team piece. Yeah. And in fact, just to briefly go back to that individual I was mentioning, uh, as part of their engagement as a, te- as a team, uh, and a little bit away from the, the work environment structure, uh, they're trying to organize uh, a yoga session uh, once a week now as a group uh, on Zoom, obviously, uh, you know, where they just take a little bit of time out to, to exercise and have a chat. Uh, and uh, they're hoping to kick that off in the next week or two. So I'd be interested to see how that goes. For them. Perfect. So that's um, five different themes, Jerry, for the, the blogs. And there's a, a sixth possibility, which we've spoken about, which is written. I just need to... Uh, decide whether to include it or not and that's the back to this wonderful puppy again um we got the puppy back in august and to say he disrupted the household and my life personally is an understatement um and i had the opportunity a week or two just to write about that and it was interesting to see what i learned about him about myself um, and some refreshers on the topic of leadership so um if we haven't come to blows again between now and maybe next week, we might fit that one in as well as a, a lighthearted inclusion. And maybe you might illuminate the tunnel, Jerry. Well, I think, Aideen, having, having seen it, uh, you know I really loved it because it, it, it was written uh, in a self-deprecating fashion. It's humorous. And yet it, it takes the opportunity to draw some parallels into some of the things we've just been talking about. So... I, I would only encourage you to put it up. Obviously, assuming that you're able to commit to keeping the dog, I, I think run with, keep the dog and run with the blog. That would be my advice at this point. <laughs> very good, Jerry. Very good. So um, that's really the the series of themes we're going to explore through the uh, the blogs. You know, as as we kind of used the language earlier, we're going to do this with a very light touch. This is about just keeping things a bit upbeat and maybe widening the lens a little bit and exploring things we don't usually uh, explore or talk about and looking at the, you know, how art, the outdoors, animals, how all these things intersect with the world of leadership and well-being. So it's just to throw a a mixture of things together and hopefully there'll be something in it uh, for, for people who read those those blogs. Uh, and as you said, Jerry, Jerry, earlier, it's a mixture of the two of us writing and also a couple of guest bloggers, which will be really interesting and, and good to hear. Yeah. And as always, Aideen, it, 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 thank you to anybody who's taken the time to read them. And we'd be delighted to take any any feedback on board in, in terms of any, uh, any future outputs that we might be considering. So then just for two minutes, just to talk briefly about the services that Resonate Leadership then offers. Um, there's two in particular, um, there's executive coaching, and then we offer a small number of leadership programs. And so first of all, the executive coaching piece, we offer one-to-one executive coaching um, in a range 
of industries, education, financial services, law, science, to be honest, it's the full, the full gamut. Um, the, the focus really is on how we can support our clients to lead in a purposeful way um, or help them through professional challenges they may have um, or indeed changes in terms of their role, either if they're going for a new role or if they've newly started in a role, that's a fantastic time to, to receive coaching. Um, so they're kind of some of the themes that we explore through coaching. And the second piece then is around a leadership program. Jerry, you might take that one. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've a new leadership program, Aideen, that we're uh, anticipating running out in, in the early new year, uh, a title of Leading in Complex Times and, and, and maybe trying to reimagine what comes next. Uh, and it, we just uh, we have the details up on the website, obviously, and, and I'd encourage anybody to have a, a quick look at the, uh, at the content. I, I think what I'd say is if you're currently in a situation where you're looking to just step back a little or you have been stepping back, and you're trying to figure out what next from the point of view of the team or the organization or personally, uh, I think this is a program that's for you. you. You have an opportunity to come and join us over uh, four months or so, I think, in total uh, with a group of peers uh, and, and, and walk through some of these things that uh, may be on your mind and where we can help. I think there's, there's three different modules that we're going to work through. Uh, the first one on self-leadership, the second on leading through complexity and the third on expanding possibilities. And we, we top and tail the program with a one-to-one -one coaching session uh, along the lines of what you just spoke about a minute ago. Uh, but it is a good opportunity, as I say, to, uh, to, to step back and, and maybe even to step forward in the context of where we go next. And I guess the, the last point I'd make on it is, because we've touched on this in previous conversations, uh, the world can't stay on hold. Uh, we've all got to try and think about what happens next how are we going to go forward from here and if you're in the space of trying to figure out what that's going to look for you look like for you I, again i'd encourage you to have a quick look at this program and we'd love to see you signing up to do it with us in the early part of 2021 and i think the other thing i'd add to that jerry is that you know this series of blogs we're doing with a light touch and i'd like to think that the program also isn't going to be something that's heavy there's enough heavy going on for people that yes there'll be reflection but you know, hopefully there'll be a bit of crack and fun and we'll, you know, we try and learn through using movies and things like that, which are a joyful experience just to sit down and watch a movie and we'll, we won't be having, a, we won't, there'll be no heavy, heavy, you know, books to read or anything like that. Uh, so hopefully it will be a, a good positive experience as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Aideen. You know, it's, it's, we're not trying to put you through a three-year master's program. Uh, th there will be, obviously, uh, learning on it, hopefully. And, and a lot of the learning comes from within the room, of course, and, and the people on the program with you. Um, but hopefully, it, it, there'll be a bit of crack as well and, and something that, as you come out the other side, you'll, you'll feel it was worth your while and, and you enjoyed it. And for anybody listening internationally, we don't mean crack. Uh, we mean crack in terms of the fun, the Irish word for fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. In case that's no misconstrued. Drugs. No. Yeah. So, look, Jerry, it's been a really enjoyable conversation as ever. And uh, I really enjoy working with you and look forward to working with you on these blogs and also the leadership program next year again. Likewise, Eddie. Mind yourself and we'll catch up soon. Perfect. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs>